Welcome to In a World Podcast with your host, me, Mary, Win, And uh, today, I'm very excited to have my wonderful guest on, who's very funny and lovely. And it is Anastasia. You won't tell me your last name. <laughs> I mean, you can know my last name. It's just people, I have like good friends who don't know my last name just because it just never came up. Okay, well, it's not coming up now. So Are we going to leave it a mystery? Yeah, yeah, we'll leave it a mystery. But you can plug your stuff at the end. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so today, we are discussing the infamous Glitter 2001, Ooh. Mariah Carey's seminal film. And um, thank you so much for watching it for this podcast. Oh, my. The pleasure was all mine. It was a joy and... Uh-huh. I was surprised that it was on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. It was not on Google Play at all. Like, I couldn't rent it anywhere. And I wanted to be in the up and up. I'm sorry, Mariah. We had to watch it on YouTube. <laughs> the whole thing, too. And it was up there for seven months. Oh, my God. It's, it's kind of wild. I I guess I part of me gets it because I think there are maybe some outlets that are like, we're not going to make money on this. Yeah. But people will watch yeah. it. Yeah. The gays will watch it. And, like, they're huge Mariah Carey yeah. fans. Well, um, speaking of which, last week, uh, we're recording this on a Thursday, which is when um, RuPaul's Drag Race comes on. Right. Last week, in, in a weird twist of fate, they had a, um, a, like, a skit sort of thing where they were split into teams, and one of the teams did something with Mariah Carey, and they did not know anything about her. Yes, I... I haven't watched the episode, but a friend of mine who's a huge fan did tell me that they they were they kind of had to sell it, right? Yeah. And they couldn't uh, they didn't know anything about her. And then someone even called glitter sparkle or something yeah. like that. <laughs> so let us get it into sparkle right now. <laughs> and um, okay, so like a little background. It was directed by Vondi Curtis Hall, who was is an extremely successful actor. He has 73 acting credits. Wow. And his directorial debut was gridlocked with the apostrophe D. And it had Tupac in it. I remember, I didn't see that movie, but I remember the trailer for it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, obviously, um, it stars Mariah Carey. And I don't care about the other <laughs> actors at all. And uh, she actually, uh, in 1999, which was uh, two years before Glitter coming out, um, she was in The Bachelor. I didn't really write too much about it, but that's what uh, the movie before that she did was in. And that then, was her acting debut, was The Bachelor? I think so. Adam. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, if you don't count her music videos. Oh, <laughs> you right. Just, Littered so throughout yeah. her IMDb. <laughs> and she does emote quite a bit yeah. in her music videos. She is a she is an actor yeah, already. Yeah. Yes. yeah, she played she had remember that one where she played two roles? Uh the <laughs> white version of herself and then not. That's a real thing. Look it up. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so and then her um most acclaimed role was on Precious, the 2009 uh, film. Which she was amazing. Yeah, she was great. She was phenomenal. And uh, I'll get into this more, but she 
she wasn't bad in this film. She was not bad. She she didn't she felt like an actor. Like an, you were watching somebody act. Right. Yeah. I think again, we'll get into it, but I feel like if she had more to do, yeah, we would have really seen her yes. shine. Yes. <laughs> that okay, before we get into our pitches, um the budget for this film was $22 million, and it only made $5.3 million. Oh, my God. I cannot believe it. It is not making mo- any money right now because it's clearly free on YouTube. <laughs> I can't. You said $22 million. Yeah. I could make that for $3 million Yeah. Or less. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right now, it's, today. Yeah. It's incredibly, it looks like an incredibly cheap film. Yes. Um, okay, so this is the time where we pitch our how to fix it. Um, and you're our guest. Would you like to go first? Sure. Okay. Um, so I, I, this is maybe obvious to anyone who's seen the movie. But my pitch is to keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> there are like... Five to seven plots going on yes. in this film. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying cut that down to two to three. Yes. Um, you know, we have the, like, her trying to find her mom plot. Mm-hmm. We have the sort of abusive boyfriend plot. Mm-hmm. The boyfriend who sacrifices it all for her plot. Yeah. And then the record label wanting to change her and make her do something she doesn't want to yes. do. Uh-huh. And then um, her sort of, like, throwing away her friends for fame. Mm-hmm. And there's other stuff in there, too. I'm just sort of doing the big ones. And I thought what was most interesting was her with her mom. Yeah. Or, like, the boyfriend being straight up horrible. Yeah. I was like, why are they making him so sympathetic? He was terrible to her. (laughs) But then this was before, like, all that Me Too, you know, and stuff. Well, yeah, I, I guess that's true. But I think... Even just, like, a good screenwriter would know, like, we just need to have the audience feel one way or another about Mm -hmm. him. You can't just, like, be in the middle. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I I would go with, like, I liked her story as a kid Uh and, like, being put up for, um, up to a foster home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, and, you know, lean into that a little Mm -hmm. bit more and then lean into the abusive boyfriend a little bit more and how she comes out of that. Yeah. Or, you know, make it just a movie about the record industry being horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Or any of those plot points would have been fine. (laughs) But we got seven. Right. So my pitch is to fucking make Mariah Carey the main character. Oh my God. I know. Like she feels like a side character throughout. Yes. Even though she's on the cover, she feels like she's the side character. She makes no real like, change or anything. And so, uh, and this is kind of a spoiler if you've not seen it on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, you should watch, pause the podcast, yes. go watch it on YouTube, yes. and then come back. Yeah. Um, so, um, at the end, I screamed, that was A Star is Born. Yeah, I was thinking the whole time about A Star is Born. Yeah. And how if they had just taken a page out of that movie that has been made a hundred times, yeah. This would have been so much more interesting. Yeah, it was definitely at the end. I was like, this is the forgettable Star Wars. <laughs> but Mariah Carey was amazing in it. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah. So that's my my pitch is to rewrite the whole thing and then just focusing on Mariah Carey and maybe even cutting out her best friends. And that storyline was just so weird and like they didn't do anything with it mm-hmm. and it was yeah, it was very superfluous. They yeah. could have just left it out entirely yeah. or focus on it, but it just it was yeah, it was pointless. nothing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now we get into the meats and potatoes of this film. <laughs> so we open up on a sepia tone okay, s- sequence of events. Yes. That was the worst thing. This isn't a flashback. No. Why? You're starting the movie out with her as a kid. Why make it sepia tone? I cannot tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> we need to ask Bondi himself. Um, so it opens uh, on this spotlight where someone walks in to the spotlight and it's not Mariah Carey at all. She And this woman starts singing at the bar. They pan over, and there's a fucking little girl in the bar. Drinking milk. Yes. The smoky-ass bar, and nobody's questioning it. Uh Um, And then, like, this woman, like, upstate on the stage, she calls her the little girl on stage. And it turns out it's her daughter, who is the young version of Mariah Carey. Yeah. Yeah. And so— Also, someone— I guess points out that the the mom, the singer, is drunk. Oh, is that is? I guess so because she stops and they're like, "Are you drunk again?" or oh, something. Oh, I didn't hear that. But that again, that is nothing to the story. Yeah, <laughs> it's can, just there. You can already see her kind of like she's a terrible mom. She has her daughter in a bar. Yeah. We don't need any more like yeah. Again, like, you don't need any it, more information. Yeah, keep it simple. <laughs> Um, and also, so, so the mom calls her up and she makes her sing. And they're, like, doing this mother-daughter duet. And the daughter starts singing. And I was like, is that Mariah Carey's voice pitched? It sounded exactly like her. They were both very obviously lip-syncing, the mother and the daughter. Uh-huh. And I think that Mariah Carey was the daughter's voice. Yes. <laughs> yes, I heard it. And it, I, it was unmistakable. And then— Okay, the sequence of events continues for some reason. And then it cuts to the mom and daughter walking into a house, or up to a house, and a white guy kind of, like, pokes his head out. And it's like, why are you here? And, the, and it turns out it's Mariah Carey's dad. He's rich. He's yeah. got another family. Yes. And the mom's like, well, I can't even pay rent. I lost my job. We don't know anything about yeah. her losing her job. Yeah, she... They never show, like, I was like, is she lying? Like, I mean, what is her job? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to, and then she gets the money, and then we cut to the mom on the couch passed out with a cigarette in her hand while Mar- young Mariah Carey, who is named Billy. Yeah. We should get that out there. Uh, young Billy is, like, on the piano singing, and then she, like, kind of turns and, like, pulls the cigarette out of the mom's hand and stuff and, like, snuffs it out. Again, there was no reason for this scene. Yeah. This whole, like, top part, no reason at all. Yeah, I I thought they could have either really dug into this, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, young Mariah Carey portion, kind of <laughs> like Forrest Gump or something, where it's like, this is a huge part of the film. Yeah. Or just cut it entirely and just do flashbacks when needed. Yeah. Or, like, talk about— Because, again, her—she barely talked. Mariah Carey She has, barely like, no talks. lines. Yeah, she has no <laughs> lines. So she could have had these lines. Yeah. Um. Maybe maybe it's because she 
she has like a singing voice, so she has to keep from talking. Is that what? <laughs> you think she was preserving her voice throughout her time? old movie? Yes, <laughs> that would uh, be amazing. She's like, cut all my lines. Uh, give me a hot water with yeah. lemon. Okay, so we continue, and apparently, uh, uh, we cut to the house being on fire, presumably because the mom's lit cigarette, and then um, we flash to the mom and. Billy, young Billy, sitting and waiting. Billy has a cat all of a sudden. Yes! I was like, I wrote down, where the fuck did this cat come from? It was in the car with her. Yeah, so we don't see her have the cat at any point before. We don't see her save the cat from yeah. the burning building. No. Just all of a sudden, she has a kitten, a little orange kitten. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Mariah's song plays over as young Billy is going to her new orphanage. Yeah, I think it's like a group, like kids foster home or something. Uh, because they, they just sit her down with her cat, which also, they wouldn't let her bring yeah. a cat in there. No. And then two other girls, which at first I was like, oh my God, these girls are going to beat her up. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, that would have been like, cool. like, who's that? Yeah. Another girl. Yeah. That would have been a great like character moment if she got beat up right when she got to foster care. Yeah. But instead they're like, I'm Roxy. I'm so-and-so. Yeah. Let's be Louise, friends. Louise, Louise. The other person in there, I don't know why, important to the story. <laughs> Um, and so, okay, we flash forward to a full-grown Billy in a club on a bunch of TVs. It's 1983. Did it say 1983? Yeah, it did. Because later on in the movie, at one point, they're like, well, it's the 80s. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) I had no indication that it was the 80s. It looks nothing like the 80s. It looks like 2001. The most 80s thing that they do in the whole movie, like, aesthetically, is she has a side ponytail. Yes. And that is it. There's, like, no 80s clothes, No. no 80s, like... Uh, cars or whatever. And plus, no one's doing blow, which is, that's <laughs> all I know about the 80s. No one's doing blow in, yeah. the, like, some some shitty club or something. And Even hair was, like, flat the whole time. No 80s. No, it didn't look like the 80s at all. It actually looked like a play. Yeah. From the 50s yeah. sometimes. Yeah. It was very strange. Strange. And I wonder if she didn't allow anybody to touch her hair. Because that is a signature Mariah look. The too. side ponytail? No, not the side. Uh, oh, like oh, the her, flat. Yeah, yeah the yeah. flat look, you know. So, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> that seems like a Mariah thing to say. To be like, no, I had to look like. I look now. Cut all of my lines. Leave my hair alone. (laughs) Yes. That's my uh, two cents on that. Okay. So she's dancing, um, being full Mariah on this club stage. Um, Everyone in on... In the club, I think, is dressed in leopard print for some reason. Yeah. And then we cut to... Because leopard print was so popular in the 80s. Yes, yes. (laughs) Not 90s. Not 2000. Yes. But the 80s. Yes. Um, And then we cut to, like, Terrence Howard in... um, Padma. Padma. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, my God, Padma Lakshmi is in this. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And um, so they walk into this back 
area in Billy and Two Ladies. Um, and the two ladies are grown-up Louise and Roxy. And the grown-up Louise is played by Debrat. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Which I was really excited about for some reason. <laughs> and I was also like, oh, I wonder if Mariah Carey and Debrat are friends. Yeah, I wonder. And then she was like, hey, come be in my movie. I can't picture Mariah having any friends, really. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I love her, but, like, I just can't picture it. Um, okay, so Terrence Howard, or Timothy Walker, as he's introduced. I just wrote Terrence Howard in yeah, all of my notes. Yeah. Um, offers the three uh, women, uh, Billy and the two ladies, uh, a singing contract as backup singers. Which was very weird because they weren't singing at all. No, they were just dancing. Yeah. So how would he know that they were good at it? Just just because of the look? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess backup singers do dance a little mm. bit, but why not hire them as backup dancers? Yeah, that was a very odd choice because at this point, we n- almost never hear the adult Billy sing. Yeah. And um, she's preserving her voice. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and uh, Billy, as the leader of the three of them, declines uh, Jimmy Walker's uh, offer, which. Yeah, she's like, no, we're going to do our own thing. Thanks. But what other thing were they doing? Just dancing at and the leopard club? print? Yes. Like, we really just want to wear a leopard print. Yeah. <laughs> That's our thing. But the, the weird thing is that. So. The other two, uh, Roxy and Louise, mm-hmm. knew who he was. Yes. Like, oh, my God, you're going to turn him down? And and then she goes, all right, I'll, yeah. I'll call him up tomorrow and <laughs> say yes or whatever. I don't know how she got in touch with him. Yeah. But why even add that in there? Yeah. Why turn him down? Yeah, like, might as well cut that scene and then just say, oh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And, and because I feel the reason why I, I say it that I felt like she was not even the main character. She had no wants in this. No. She maybe wanted to see her mom again, but she didn't really say that at all. Like, I could guess at a couple wants. Mm-hmm. The see, see her mom again, like, do her own music and not have people tell her what to do. Mm-hmm. But none of this was very strongly um, emphasized. Like, mm-hmm. she, there's this part where... She, that we just talked about where she turns down Terrence Howard, mm-hmm. but then immediately says yes to him. Yeah. So it's like, if she had stuck to her guns and said like, no, I want to do my own thing. I want to write my own music. Yeah. I don't want to be a backup singer. And, and, and then there was conflict there. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. That would have been amazing. <laughs> and like, again, a well-written story. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. So, um, at this time, like over, like, cuts of New York landscapes for some reason. <laughs> um, there is this terrible song. Someone's singing over it, and it turns out to be Padma. Oh. Who is, her Her artist name is Silk, <laughs> which is very strange. Um, and she's, like, singing in this bodysuit with Billy and the ladies as backup. She looks amazing. Yeah, she looks she looks the same. Padma too. Yeah. is gorgeous. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're at this recording studio. Um, and Timothy stops them all them all. Um and says, makes Billy sing Silk's verses again as a backup, quote unquote. And I was like, that's kind of strange. Yeah. Like, 
Why would you do that? <laughs> and then and then he, when Mariah Carey sings it, she does the like, yeah, yeah. like the vibrato kind yeah. of stuff. And a backup singer wouldn't do that. Yeah. First of all. Uh, but then he's like, wait a minute. It's like the first time I've ever heard her voice. She sings well. So they essentially turn down Padma's yeah. uh, volume and turn up Mariah Carey's. Yeah. And she's just like, Dubbing, I guess. Yeah, for some reason, like there was no reason for him to say, like, "Hey, we need the image of Padma because Mariah Carey is not good looking or something." But she's beautiful yeah. in this movie. <laughs> and noted, she is forty playing a nineteen-year-old in this, and she looks great. She looks amazing. Yeah. So there was no reason for them to be like, "Oh, let's sneak uh, Mariah the uh, Billy as the backup singer," but over like silk the star but she wasn't a star no she was like an up-and-coming artist yeah Yeah. and it was yeah it would have been great if it was like you're too something you're too short you're too but there was nothing like that no he had a contract he could have had silk and billy yeah as separate stars yeah but no he chose to just use her voice yeah for silk yes um so this leads us to into that scene where it's the club, and I assume it's the same club that Billy worked as as a dancer, um, because we can't tell the difference. Yeah, one more pitch uh, mm-hmm. I want to give for this film is name people and name places. Yes. <laughs> yes. there are some pretty major characters that they're like, oh my God, it's him, but they never name him. Yeah. I think they were assuming people would know who it is, but I was like, I don't know this person yeah. or this place. And uh, yeah, same thing with clubs where, or just like various locations where I was like, I think this is the same place. Yeah. But it really could be somewhere, somewhere different. Yeah. Um, so we cut to this club and then like, uh, what was it? Um, and we are introduced to Dice. Best character name ever. <laughs> I know. And his, he's like this DJ. Um, and then he, uh. I think he, he introduced himself by saying, I'm Dice, like Lucky Seven. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was his full name. His full introduction name. <laughs> Whenever he, like, introduces himself. Um, So he's on stage DJing. And, like, the club is hot. And and then some guy comes up to him with Silk's new song on a cassette. But the DJ explains, it doesn't sound like her. And I was like, no shit, dude. (laughs) You've heard what she sounds like. Yeah. So why would you be surprised that she doesn't sound like her? Whoa. Yeah. She been taking lessons. <laughs> yeah, it's like very strange. Um, and then so okay. Also, the actor who plays Dice, the moment he started talking, I was like, he's not American. Really? And because his accent is so bad. And at first, I was like, well, maybe he's just like putting on a bad like Brooklyn accent uh-huh. or something. But I looked it up, and he's British. Oh, and his he talks he is doing like a i guess some kind of new york accent but it's so bad it's it does not sound real no um so on stage is silk lip syncing to this just cassette tape and billy and the uh, two other ladies are backup singers and um and then we cut to the backstage where uh dice comes up to silk and was like hey kind of flirting with her it was like what 
like, what kind of, like, are you doing something with your voice kind of thing? And then, um, which wouldn't Terrence Howard be upset by that? Yeah, like, it was very weird um, and very conflict of interest, if you will. <laughs> Like, and then, so, this photographer comes backstage and wants to take a picture of, like, the three backup singers and Silk. Makes sense. It looks like they're, like, a band, kind of, with, like, Silk as the front. Right. Front. Um, and then she's, like, acting like a bitch and, like, acting like she, that was her voice, but she knows that wasn't her voice. Yeah, she's like, they don't matter. Yeah. That was literally her quote. She was like, <laughs> wait, uh, yeah, they don't matter. Which is so harsh when she knows that that's not her voice. Yeah. And so Billy doesn't take none of this shit. <laughs> she like walks out and starts singing in, that song in the Mariah Carey voice. Yeah. And um, like kind of showing the whole room who she is. And then all of a sudden, uh, Dice is like, oh, I'm going to go with her now. I'm not she- attracted to Silk anymore. Yeah. I like he just liked her voice. Is yeah, that what I'm- <laughs> yeah. And like if, and it was like such a weird thing. And then there was like this weird transition into the club with Dice at the booth, and then uh, he decides to pass a mic around for people to freestyle. Yeah, this is I guess his big plan to reveal that Silk's not singing, but it's such a bad plan yeah. because it. Really does nothing. Like, yeah. Um, he passes the mic around. A couple people, like, rap. Uh-huh. And then he, he walks towards Mariah Carey, and there's, like, a weird visual effect. Yes. Where everything around him is, like, blurry, and he's in color, and he's, like, walking towards her. And I guess she is, like, falling in love in that moment, yeah, but I have no I idea mean, what that visual n- effect meant. Yeah, we have no idea. <laughs> At all. Like, why, A, why would she fall in love with him? Because he was so shitty to her. Yeah, he was just, like, rubbing up on Silk. Yeah. Why would you fall in love with him? Yeah. like Also, he has a horrible accent. Yes. And he's very not cool. Yeah, he he was, like, the least cool <laughs> human being in the— Terrence Howard, who had minimal— scenes in this film was way cooler. So cool. Yeah. I would, in a heartbeat, be like, yes, Terrence Howard, I will be a backup singer for your lady. Yeah, it would have been cool if that storyline was like, oh, Mariah Carey was like the second singer to his like uh, ever-growing Empire record label or whatever. Speaking of which, speaking of Empire, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is this character... What, like, inspired Empire? I, because it's kind of similar. Yeah, it's very similar. He's very typecast. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, we... <sighs> she sings, and everyone's like, what? And oh with my her world-famous whistle tone. <laughs> yeah. Um, afterwards, there's this long shot of uh, the two, like, Louise and... Or I think it was Louise and Roxanne dancing for some reason. Yeah. There was no point in that scene. It was very long. Billy was not in the scene yeah, at all. Yeah, no. And then so Dice pulls Billy outside to tell her that he wants to work with her. But she thinks that he's just playing this game to try to get her into bed and stuff. Um, and then um, he asks her what what's her dream. And she doesn't... Her dream was to sing on in Carnegie... Carnegie Hall, right? Or something? Or like like uh, Madison Square, Square, Square Garden? Garden? Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and then um, after that, she he kind of like charms her and stuff. And then she he kind of like uh, says something like, "Oh, how do I find you?" And then she kind of says this like line that is, I feel like it was. It's meant for a side character, a supporting character, <laughs> where it was like, oh, you'll figure it out kind of thing. And it was like kind of that cool line meant for like like uh, ancillary characters that like are don't really matter. Or, or I was like, at this point, if I were writing the script, I would either like make that the whole plot mm-hmm. where he's like trying to find her yeah. and can't find her yeah. or something. <laughs> Or I would like make that I don't know that that was that was such a unusual choice for something where it's like no they're immediately gonna see each other right yeah. afterwards yeah like it was it it was again very unnecessary and they <sighs> um they could have either completely done away with it or made it such a bigger thing yeah you know yeah again there's so many little scenes that make no sense and it's like useless to the story um so there, there's this as she's walking away there's a sparkle transition yes, i wrote that down too <laughs> like i i almost at first i was like okay so every time she's like really happy or succeeds mm-hmm. there's gonna be sparkles yeah it that didn't happen yeah no it, it like they dropped it immediately <laughs> like they had one more and then that was it yeah okay so we cut to this club with Dice walking to Timothy to try to work something out to get, like, Billy's contract or something. And we've never seen her sign a contract. So no. how would we know? And I, at this point in the movie, Dice is essentially the main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. And, or at least slightly, uh, like, starring ahead of yeah. <laughs> Mariah Carey. And I feel like he goes in there to get her contract it seems like it's going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but Terrence Howard kind of gives it up kind of easily. Yeah, very easily. He's like, just pay me money. Yeah. Okay, cool. He asks for $100,000 to get Billy. And I guess, uh, assuming Louise and Roxanne as well. Um, and then all of a sudden, we we don't really get an agreement or anything. Or like him saying like, okay. Or like, I'll get you that money. Or how is he going to get... There was like no time constraint as to when he was supposed to get that money to yeah it seems like a lot of stakes could have been set up yeah like okay set up that maybe um dice doesn't have the money yeah set up that he wants it within a certain time period like they could have really set the stakes yeah they did not they they (laughs) left it they threw it went through their hands (laughs) like Like, can you um give me a hundred thousand dollars for this contract Sure. Okay. Bye. <laughs> yeah, there was like no blood oath or anything. I I would have loved them to him to say like no, I want it in blood or something. <laughs> I want your promise. Um okay, we cut and then assuming that he agreed, we cut to the studio with Dice and Billy and the girls. And Billy's singing in the studio thing and then it cuts to this club singing the same song. And then cuts to another time at the club, the same club, but she's different, dressed differently, but with Billy getting more confident. I, <laughs> I, I assumed that was the reason why they did that. Um, it ugh. felt like it was like, oh, we're going to do a montage of her like rise to yeah. popularity yeah. or something. But 
it wasn't a montage. It was not. It was <laughs> just a time sped up for some no reason. Um, and then so um, we go upstairs and Billy and Dice sit with two producers. And this is, again, there was no reason for this scene. They should have just accepted it. Yeah. Um, especially... Like, as we get a little further when we get there, uh, but, like, Dice kind of, like, shrugs these two small-time producers off. But I was like, wouldn't you want to grow with these producers? I don't know. Well, it also, again, just felt so unnecessary where they they come up, they're like, you're great, we want to work with you. And he's like, no. Yeah. She, she doesn't talk. <laughs> yeah, she does not say anything for her career. It's all Dice. Yeah, and then Dice is like, go away, and they go away. And then she's like, wait, why don't we want to work with them? He's like, they're too small time for us. It's like, okay, but uh, I, I, it's nice to see that Dice has big plans for her. But I feel like almost immediately after that was the scene where big producers yes. come. So yeah. it's like, why didn't we just go to that scene? Why did we have this other yeah. scene where he like shooed other people away? So, okay. So, and, like, he yucks it up with her talking about whips and cowboys for some reason. Yeah, that <laughs> This was conversation weird. was weird, and she's, like, laughing. And then um, transition shots of the city back to the club <laughs> on another night. <laughs> Dice. I, like, we are forced to put so much um information in there we have no idea what's going on no is this another night yeah why did we go around the city yeah there was <laughs> no reason for this okay dice and billy walk up to the current dj who tells them that there is a big record label uh rep in the club as we speak uh-huh. <laughs> again like there was a, that small time meeting was no there was no reason for it <laughs> Um, also, that DJ that they walk up to, and, like, I think Dice, like, kisses her on the cheek or something. I was like, I want to know more about her. Yeah. She seemed cooler than anyone else. Yeah. Like, they were, apparently this is the 80s. She's a woman. Yeah. Like, and who's a DJ a at DJ. a big-time club, and it was super packed. Would have loved to follow her around. Let's just, now it's her movie, yeah. and, and, you know, we get to see her rise to stardom. Yeah. Okay, so um, he gets uh, that current DJ to play something, and it's Billy Single. And um, so uh, also that single, I think it's um, I didn't mean to turn you on. Oh, okay. And it sounded so much like a Prince song that when the first time they played it, I was like, "Oh, that's cool. She's gonna like cover a Prince song." Uh huh. And then she sings it. I was like, "Wait, no, this isn't a Prince song." I had to look it up because I was like, "Oh, well, maybe he wrote it or uh-huh. something." He did not. Oh, and it's very, I don't know. It just felt very weird. It was a okay song. Yeah. I yeah, liked it. It was very good. But it, it was, was very weird. Like how I think they were like, okay, 80s, 80s. Yeah. Let's just rip off a Prince song. <laughs> and that was like the most 80s part yeah. of the whole film. But it wasn't, the song wasn't even like that 80s. Yeah. No. It, it could have been anything. Yeah. And plus, we were supposed to be in the early 80s, too. <laughs> then, like, none of it looked... Ugh, we can't go on to this <laughs> tangent again. Um, so, um, Dice and Billy go out to these record label guys. They're with CMZ. <laughs> CMZ, yes. Um, and Dice introduces uh, Billy. She and- does not say 
a single word. He does all the talking. Yeah, they were just like gawking at her. And she looks beautiful. She's like gorgeous. And uh, and I, I wrote down, has to admit, Mariah Carey looks good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it goes to Dice gives them her song and they want to meet in the morning. And then it just cuts to them being at the record label right then and there. Everybody at the record label is in one room drinking champagne yes. and listening to her song. And I I don't know very much about music, but I don't think that is the way that it goes. <laughs> like, That's not how record labels work. Yeah, no. And I was like, wait, wouldn't she have to like crawl up, like have more songs than one single? Well, and okay, let's say they're like, we love this song and we want to sign you and work with you and everything. Mm. They're not going to just toast champagne and that's it. Yeah, like, no. There would be a, a whole process where yeah. it's like, the, they're just like, this is your stylist. This is your image consultant. Yeah. And then, or just, like, yeah, there was like no meeting at right. all. It was literally just celebration and there was no papers in or anything. We just assumed that they signed like contracts and stuff. Yes. And um and so okay. And again, there feels like there's no stakes. No. Not where at they're all. just like, You're it, you've made it. Yeah. We're done. You're yeah. you're famous. Yes. <laughs> Almost instantly too. Yeah. Oh, okay, I think I lost my spot. Do we have a... Oh, I'm dying over here. <laughs> okay, so the original cut of this film uh-huh. uh, what ran for two hours and 44 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so essentially, he cut it down. It's currently running at an hour and 44. So he cut off a whole hour oh, man. of the film. Is that where all of Mariah Carey talks? <laughs> I wonder. Uh, yes, because uh, the director, he cited that... The songs were very hard to cut around. So essentially, all these songs were written and they were shot, but you can't really, you know, you can't really shoot around uh. a song because that's like a, the musical number part of it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So they, I guess he would cut the, you know, the movie, essentially. Uh. He cut off the movie off. Right. Oh. That makes so much oh, sense. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Now, but I want to see the other hour. I know, right? They also, sh- it's like, how many more plot lines were in that other? <laughs> yeah. Well, or like, maybe it just like wrapped up a couple of these yeah. lines. Well, like you were saying where it's like the montage of her getting better. There was probably a five minutes on that. Yeah. Alone. Yeah, yeah probably. cut into the scene, yeah. Okay. So, we cut to Billy at Lou... At Billy... We're at Billy and Louise and Roxanne's apartment. Mm-hmm. And Billy's getting ready for some reason... And they're like, oh, you got, you're you going on a date with Dice. And I was like, so they're excited that she's going to date their business partner, you know, essentially. Yeah. And I was like, wouldn't, wouldn't the friends be like, hey, you should be careful. <laughs> we know about this guy. We've heard so much. Just don't fall in love with him. That would have been a great, like, plot point. Yeah. It, it, again stakes yeah. where it, it, if they had been like hey you know this probably isn't a good idea for our like business but, future yeah. our careers uh-huh. like it maybe don't go on a date with yeah. dice yeah <laughs> because clearly she's like wearing a tight dress and she's like it's not a date guys and they're like oh my god we're so excited it's a date yeah we're oh, it's 
so awful. Like, just at least add something because it's going to be a problem. Like, if you're dating somebody who you're working with. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, also, I think at this time, Mariah Carey was married to her manager. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe like life imitated art <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Okay. So we, uh, uh, so Billy comes out. And it's dice with a limousine and flowers, ro- rose, a single, a single red, single red, red rose. rose, and she is so beautiful. And I like can't stop talking about how beautiful <laughs> she is. I mean, she really is amazing. Yeah. to look at. Yeah. And it would have been great if, like, that had been—I don't know—if they—if she had been placed better in this film. Yeah, to be like. Wow, she's gorgeous and she has a great voice and every you know like everyone is actually wowed by her mm-hmm. rather than being like be my lady's backup singer yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um so we uh, we're going we're at this ritzy uh, romantic I guess a uh, uh, restaurant, and then all of a sudden everybody stares at them. Yeah, as if everyone's like turning and looking yeah. at her. They've never seen a black woman or yeah. something in this fancy restaurant, and um, she. And then at one point, he orders escargot mm-hmm. for her, and sa- she says, "Quote: Someone went all the way to France for this." I wrote down the same quote because I was like, <laughs> "She doesn't talk." Ever. Uh-huh. And that's the one line they pull for her. <laughs> and it's, and I was like, does she not know how a restaurant works? <laughs> because, like, that would be disgusting. Because, <laughs> first off, Escargo is snails, and we have snails here. You can get snails. Yeah. And I was like, also, why would he order escargot for her? Like, it was, like, a very weird... He knows that she's, like, from New York, and she had kind of... she. Well, uh, uh, we don't know this, or he doesn't know this, that she had, like, this back, uh, like, terrible upbringing. But she's of. obviously not rich. Yeah, she's not. And the weird thing is, this is the first time where we're like, oh, maybe he is rich? Yeah. There's kind of a weird mystery surrounding, like... How he has money. Yeah. Because we cut to, like, we uh, go through this whole thing and we go to, and then he, like, convinces her to come upstairs with him, even though she's like, I don't do this. The weirdest part is that the whole night she's like, is this a date? And he was like, why do you want to, you know, label this or whatever? And then uh, the whole time she's like, I don't want to sleep with you. And he's like, no, we're not going to. You yeah. know, have sex. And then they go up to his apartment. Which is a huge loft. In a the, massive yeah. loft. And in New York, even though it's the 80s, it's probably still expensive. And he's got, like, a piano. Yeah. And he's got, like, nice things uh-huh. in there. And they immediately have sex. Yes. <laughs> and it was, like, the weirdest sex scene I've ever seen. It was... Okay, imagine this, Adam, because you don't watch any of the movies. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they're, they start, like, making out. And then, like... It's all behind this weird screen. Pixel- yeah, pixelated screen almost. And like, and I'm assuming it's body doubles because. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, well, you can't see their faces. Yeah. And then like, she like takes off his shirt and then he takes, like, undresses her and then lays her down onto the bed. And this is all behind like a kind screen. of. Yeah, a weird like. Like a, like a Chinese. Uh, no, it's like a glass. Things? Oh, glass. oh, okay. Like rimmed, frosted, yeah. Okay. Screen. It was very bizarre, and then and then it cuts to them in bed together talking, and then she goes, "I don't do this," and then 
He goes, I could tell. Oh. Oh. What? And he he kind of like looks at her and she's expressionless. Uh-huh. She has no emotion. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they were making a joke out of it. They yeah. were making a joke out okay. of it. But it was a okay. very strange, especially it was so strange. after having sex for the first time ever. And like, was it him saying that she was a virgin or something? I I couldn't figure I the whole time I was like, is she a virgin? Like why why do are they making such a big deal yeah. out of this? Was this the original 40-year-old virgin? <laughs> <laughs> but I think she's playing you told me this. Was she playing a 19-year-old or yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that would make sense. I guess yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time I'm like, why did she immediately have sex with him? Yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah. It, it almost feels, I mean, not almost, it feels as though in this movie, she has like zero agency. Yeah. No. She's just kind of like following what other people want her to yeah. do. Yeah. If, if they had a scene before where she's talking to her friends where like, she's like, I've got to lose my virginity for yeah, the she's first like, time. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have sex yeah. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a great <laughs> scene. Mariah Carey saying, yeah, I'm going to lose my beat card to him. <laughs> To dice. <laughs> to dice. <laughs> oh, like God, a woman's locker room. Yeah. Chatting. Yeah. Like an 80s spa yeah. kind yeah. of thing. That's an embarrassing, like, name to lose your virginity to. <laughs> <laughs> dice? Lucky number seven? You're saying that, Anastasia? Okay. Um, so we... Uh, I lost my spot. He, at one point in that evening, goes... I like hanging out with you, Billy. <laughs> and I just was like, what? That's not what you say to someone you just had sex with. I mean, I guess it is, but it was just like all of the lines are either like so um, muted uh-huh. or like way too intense yeah. for the situation. She uh, apparently during filming, all they uh, didn't, all the tracks for the songs were sung by a friend of hers because she didn't want uh bootlegs to come out before the film so what happened was is that they would she would be limp syncing to another person on on the shoot uh. and then because they didn't want somebody to like throw these bootlegs out of the song so mm-hmm. like it was like i guess a few weeks before release that she went back and like re-recorded the songs what the hell which maybe that would explain why her baby voice was a little Uh, weird too yeah 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 um okay so we have a throwaway scene which was like in the recording studio and um like song plays as billy is in the room with the uh record label guys and then we cut to a new york like cuts of the new york streets (laughs) with a radio dj uh, voiceover introducing the song that we just listened to at the recording studio, and um, and this is when uh, Dice and they oh, okay, so they introduce this song as from Dice, aka Lucky Number Seven, with a young lady. That's she, how it, her name isn't even on. No, this uh, she's she just does not exist in this. No, movie. no. Not at all. And like in my version, she it would literally she would be pissed. Yeah, that she was she was not even named on she her own song. Been pissed. Yeah. Um. Instead, she's like, "Can I have a dime?" Yeah. She asked for a dime. 
to call her friends to tell them that her song is on the radio. And this is where she has that signed ponytail too. Yes. She kind of she looked very eighties in this. Yeah, and you know in this scene, so they're they're in a cab. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they hear the song, and then she they get out of the cab and they're like, "Hold, hey cab driver, wait for us." And she asks for a dime, which I was like, "A dime? I don't think a phone call cost a dime in the eighties. Feels like the fifties. It would have yeah. cost a dime. Maybe I'm wrong. I yeah, don't know. I, I know." And then she uh, runs to a payphone and calls her friends. Is like, "Listen to the radio." But this whole scene of the cars and traffic and the, like, old-timey cab, Mm. it looked like a play. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, this should just be a straight-up musical. Yeah. Like, they should have really dug into that aesthetic a lot more. Oh, then she would have been singing the whole time, (laughs) and she needs to preserve that voice. That's true. That's true. Okay, so um, we do this weird transition again with confetti. Yeah. And then it goes over Billy with Roxy and Louise doing this film sh- or like a music video shoot. And like the director cuts and he says, the glitter cannot overpower the artist. <laughs> and I was like, they said the name of the movie. They said it. <laughs> that guy had the titular line. Yes. Yeah, he did. <laughs> And then he demands that her breasts be out more. And then the label guy wants to, like, kick off her two friends. And I was like, okay, like, they have no no agency or anything to yeah. her. Like, there was no reason for them to even be in this movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they're like, essentially, they kick her two friends off. And she's like, wait, where'd they go? Mm-hmm. And part of me thought, like, okay, well, that could have been a bigger deal where it's like they're like why didn't you stand up for us and yeah. then there's like a huge rift there mm-hmm. but it doesn't happen they're still her friends yeah um and everything's i mean there's like a second where they're like what happened yeah yeah but mostly everything's cool yeah no um she meets her publicist and then um and then she like gets pulled in back into the video the to shoot the video and there's like half naked guys dancing around her and and they have, like, really bad paint on their chest. Yes. And the, the director's like, yes, fire. They're fire. And I was like, oh, are they supposed to be fire? Because they don't, they look like a child, like, finger painted yeah. on them. They, and they clearly are very gay. <laughs> gay dancers. And Dice is upset. Yeah, he's like, they're, why are they touching all over her? Yeah. And I was like, do you not know the industry at all? It's mostly gay dudes <laughs> doing dancing like that. Also, like, how, if she's gonna have any, like, big performance or, or anything, mm. I think people will have to touch her. Yeah. And then the other thing that was weird about this is she kept covering herself up with, like, a really sheer little yeah. wrap. Mm-hmm. And then Dice says, can't you see she's uncomfortable? And I just thought, why didn't she say yeah. anything during this? Like, and we can't tell if she's uncomfortable. She's A, she doesn't say anything. And B, she doesn't really emote herself. No. <laughs> and I was like, the director should have said something. <laughs> Vondi, do your job. Yeah. I, it's, it, it was... That scene was a really big scene for me to be like, 
this is so messed up how she has zero voice in this yeah. movie. And, uh, well, hold on. Because <laughs> in the car, er, they head back to his apartment, and she's worried of getting a bad reputation for walking off set. And I was like, that's the most she said anything for herself. Yeah. And it makes sense, especially if she's, like, 19, and, like, she's trying to start this new career almost. But, like, I was like, maybe play that up a little bit more. Yeah, maybe that could have been a plot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, he, dies makes her leave the set, the video mm-hmm. shoot, and she's like, well, oh, shoot, will I get a bad reputation yeah. for leaving this? And then maybe the plot of the film is that the record label wants her to do one thing and uh-huh. Dice wants her to do another thing mm-hmm. and she's in the end is like no I don't want to do either of your things yeah. I'm gonna be a star on my own yeah that would have been great <laughs> okay so the next day she meets up with the girls and she apologizes for being for them being fired and they end up going shopping and wear all gold <laughs> for like a second that yeah. scene is so short where it's yeah. like let's go shopping we're on all, in all gold now. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to the recording studio. The publicist, the new publicist, shows up to show her photos. And the publicist does not like her current slutty look. But all the photos are of that look. You know what I mean? So yeah, was like, like they, they essentially call her a slut uh, for how she dresses. Yeah. When she mostly is wearing, like, T-shirts and yeah. stuff. And then... Um, They show the photos of her. They're like, we love these photos. You look amazing. And she's maybe topless or wearing like a little strapless thing. Uh And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, pick a lane. (laughs) Uh, Create an image. I don't understand this publicist. Does this publicist not know how to act like a publicist at all? And then Dice doesn't like the photos because they're too revealing. Yeah. And he's being way too controlling. Yeah, like... His story is just awful. And then he goes outside. He's, like, having a smoke. And then Terrence Howard shows up and was like, "Uh, I'm working with Silk. And, and like, uh, clearly he's, like, beating a dead horse constantly, (laughs) literally with Silk. Um, Oh, poor Padma. I know. (laughs) And then, um, so he, uh, he's, like, demands the money finally. And I was like, yeah, clearly he has more money now because he is producing or, like, working with a record label or something. It was at this point that I was like, oh, my God, he hasn't paid him yet? Yeah. Because that has not come up at all. Yeah. And uh, we weren't given a timeline beforehand. So I thought, oh, I thought he immediately paid him. Yeah. Okay. So um, we go and, like, Dice stands up for himself and says it's the bullshit deal and walks away. And I was like, that's so stupid. (laughs) You agreed to it. We assume because you have Billy. Yeah. And yeah, it was just so super weird. It was, um, it didn't explain much except for the fact that he hasn't paid Terrence Howard yet. No. Um, Okay, so we are at Dice's apartment. And Billy surprises him with a new keyboard. And then he asks her to move in with him. But he, like, says it in the grossest way where he was like, do you come with this keyboard? Yeah. 
I was like, she's not property, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this is so weird. His whole character was just owning her. Yeah. And her whole character was like almost being okay with it. And the whole time I was like, wouldn't you be fucking pissed? You're a New Yorker. You've lived a hard life. Like, right. you should be fight like being like feistier, you know? Yeah, like why... She, because when he said that, she just laughs and she's like, haha, that's how you asked me to move in. Yeah. And I was like, that wasn't funny. Yeah. I would have thrown up right then and there. I've been like, actually, we need to break up <laughs> and I'm taking this keyboard back. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and then like it cuts to her moved and being in the apartment with her box of stuff. And she finds this box of her mom's stuff. And she's so sad. And this is, like, great acting because she's, like, clearly, like, very, like, think drawing from, like, an experience mm-hmm. back in the day kind of thing. And then she confessed. This was the one scene where I was like, oh, she's actually doing something. Yeah, she's talking. Yeah. She, like, we finally get to hear her speak. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, like, confesses a recurring dream she's had where um, she, since she's been, quote, unquote, given up on um and um her dream is that she's on television and her mom sees it and regrets giving her up yeah and i'm like you know that's a really sad dream to have and like why wasn't this at the beginning why isn't this something a major plot point yeah like this is one of the many plots but it's like so it's just like thrown in there yeah and then she tells him about her mom and she tells him, like, oh, I don't really talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really feel like he... There's no, like, bonding there. No, not at all. We don't know anything about Dice's family. He could have, like, <laughs> leveled with her on that. Okay, we fast forward to Billy at the keyboard writing this new song and, like, looking at old photos of her mom and it's, like, really sad and soulful. And, um, and she's, like, playing this at her apartment. And at the apartment, and then outside of the apartment, Dice sneaks in to listen to her, <laughs> basically being like a snoop into her life. And uh-huh. it was just super weird. And like, um, and then he kisses her. And that was like, it, that was like this moment between them kind of thing. It's supposed to be really romantic, but nothing has felt, they have no chemistry. Yeah, nothing no. has felt romantic. Mm-mm. Even the first time they kiss and immediately have sex, it was like, it really felt like we're going to kiss. Cut to body double. Yeah, I'm. I wonder if she just did not want to touch him at yeah, all. Yeah, maybe she's like, I don't like this dude. Yeah, and okay, so uh, we cut to like um, there's just like so many mini scenes. That oh, I- this mini. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. But this mini scene was so weird. Where she's sitting in some lady's office and is like... The social worker. Yeah. But it doesn't even say she's a social worker. No, no. She's just like, um, so I I tried to find your mom and the I lost... Her records only go to this date yeah. and then we lost track of her. And she's like, aren't you supposed to know where people are? And I was like, what agency is this? <laughs> she, why wouldn't they like... I don't know. It was just so weird. And like, I thought it was like the FBI, basically. Was this like the NSA or something? Like, why does, why is this lady supposed to know where people are? Oh my God. Okay. So we, uh, there's like a terrible meeting with Dice because he doesn't like the way they're like, they're, they're, 
they the producers don't like dice. Right. So they like basically cut him out and like he's like it's fine like as long as Billy can be the famous one. And she's like no, we should be together and stuff. And then again like it's her her she's losing all agency. It's all up to him. But yeah. he decides to do like step aside and let her be the star. The funny thing is at the beginning of that scene, uh-huh. it like pans up. So like it starts from uh, some like shelf or something, uh-huh. and you see that there's Spin magazine cover of him, of right? him, and it's his name is Julian Dice Black, which is like they never said his name before no. we see this cover, and it says DJ of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> Has that award ever been given? No, <laughs> not at all. Because we hate DJs. We don't like DJs. Why isn't it just producer? Yeah. yeah. Why isn't she? Why isn't he just a producer? No, I don't oh, know. Sorry. DJ of the year. <sighs> I, it, that made me laugh so hard. Okay, so uh, we cut to this like limo scene, and Billy's with her publicist, and she the publicist tells her that she get she has to be on this concert or this like televised concert or something, and um and like they had to go now and. Billy tells her to call uh, Dice to let her know him know what she's doing, and then so she meets the singer who they don't name, and I don't know who it is at all, and um, and he's like checking her out while she's rehearsing and stuff. Yeah, that that was funny because they were like, "You're gonna be performing at this award show. We have to go there right now." Yeah, yeah. Like, and- <laughs> in no way does this world like this. This scene ever exists in the real world. Yeah, that would never happen. She gets there, and there's a guy finishing up playing piano, and she sees him, and and then they, like, cross paths as she's going out onto stage. And it would have been so easy for her to be like, who is that? Or, oh, my God, is that? Yeah. Say a name. Just any name. Again, she needs to preserve her voice (laughs) because the soundtrack is the most important part of it. Okay, and then we go to a... After party, we never see the concert. We never see her perform at this concert. And then her friends get shuffled off, and Billy is the hit of the party. And the record label introduces her to uh, that one singer, and then we find out his name, Raphael, or Raffle, or something. Did they say his name? I totally missed it, because they were like, like, we've got a surprise for you. Someone wants to meet you. And then they walk her over, and he turns around, and then her, like, record label guy just leaves. I was like, who is he? (laughs) (laughs) I I thought you were going to say, it's this guy. Yeah, I think his name is Raphael. Okay. Um, and then, like, um, he wants to work with her. And then Dice, like, introduces himself and bees, like, is an asshole about it. And he's, he's like, very jealous boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. And then he claims that he's working with Quincy Jones, <laughs> which is <laughs> such a strange thing. Wouldn't a famous singer know who's working with who kind of thing? Well, and it was so weird because he was, like... Uh, oh yeah, I'm. He he like brags in a weird way uh-huh. where it's like no one really asked you. It's like oh, I'm working with Quincy Jones right now, so I'm a little busy. I can't produce a song with you. 
And he's like, oh, what are you doing with Quincy? And he's like, well, we're actually just sort of in talks. It's the early stages. Yeah. It's like, you didn't have to say any of this. Yes. You could have just been like, oh, I'm busy. I can't, you yeah. know, you and Billy can do something together yeah. or whatever. Or it could have been more subtle jealousy where it's like, oh, Billy can't. She's busy that night. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Yeah, literally. She could have, he could have said like, oh, we'll have our people talk to your people. Literally. Yeah. Oh, so stupid. So they get into the limo. Dice is extremely jealous and he's being an asshole. He slut shames Billy and her dress. And Louise and Di- Louise and Dice gets into a heated argument. Yeah. Where he calls her a fat ass. Yes. <laughs> also, I just just to set the the l- allow the listeners to visualize. Yeah. He's wearing no shirt with a blazer. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the 90s thing ever. It was such a weird look for him to be like, I mean, he's, they're, they're painting him as like this ultimate douchebag. Yeah. It was like, he calls her fat. Yes. He's not wearing a shirt. Yes. He brags about working with Quincy Jones. Yeah. So at this point you're like, oh, I'm supposed to hate Dice. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll hate Dice. Yeah. Um, And then like Billy says nothing when he's like berating her friends, her best friends from like foster care. Her, her, her friends are like, screw this. We're getting out. They leave the limo. And then they're like, are you coming, Billy? And she doesn't say anything. She just shrugs like, sorry. <laughs> sorry. He's my ride home. Yeah. I Like, nothing. I live with him. Yeah. Like, and like, at home she cries. And then he comes up and apologizes. And then says, none of this would have happened. Or uh, she says to him, none of this would have happened if you believe in me. Oh, my God. She says to him, and then they kiss and hug it out. Oh, God. Which was just so disgusting. This is like crazy abusive boyfriend behavior. It was terrible. And then then we cut to like Billy walking out of the apartment. And she witnesses a homeless woman arguing with somebody and then starts singing. And then like she's like, is that that my mom? Yeah, she doesn't say anything. She's like looking around like... You can't see the woman's face, and yeah. then she, like, gets closer to her, and then the woman turns, and it's not her mom. No, no, not at all. And then th- that storyline is on hold even more. <laughs> we still don't know. We anyway. got a little taste. Yeah. <laughs> and then it got taken away. Yeah. And then she comes home with groceries. It's <laughs> talking about an after party, and then Timothy shows up. <gasps> And he was he like tells her about the deal. How is he in their house? Yeah, that was there's the a weird. gate with a coat. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it was like such a bizarre thing. And then um, he threatens her with the violence, even though it wasn't it was Dice's fault. Yeah, he's essentially like if Dice doesn't pay me money, and then Billy's like Dice bought me. Yeah, which I think I would be pissed about. Yeah, um, and then uh. He's like, if if he doesn't pay me the money, I'm going to... I don't remember how he said it, but he's like, I'm going to hurt you. Yeah. I'm going to mess you up. Yeah. And then, um, okay, so Dice shows up, and they argue about Timothy. Ends with Dice storming off like a baby. <laughs> and then outside... And then we cut to, like, outside the recording studio, or Dice jumps Timothy. Yes. And then Dice gets arrested 
for doing so, uh, like for beating him up. And I was like, wait, he could he could fight like this whole time. Why did he wait until now yeah. to beat anyone? Yeah, up? like Timothy was like demanding money. He could have threatened him. He was a terrible person, and we already knew this. Why didn't he just act like terrible from the beginning? He was wasn't he was supposed to meet Billy somewhere. She had like yeah. a performance or yeah. something, and then she finds out on the like, television or something. Uh, she she's backstage and uh, and then she gets a call from jail. So she doesn't perform on a late night show, yeah. because she's gonna go bail him out, yeah. Which is so stupid. It's so dumb. And then outside the police station, she gets mobbed by the press for some reason. Because I was like, wait. Because at this point, you kind of don't know how famous she is. Yeah, you don't know how much time has passed. And you don't know how famous she is. Like, it still feels like she only has one single. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and like, like there's no fans, really. Like, as... Someone as famous, like, as singer, wouldn't you see, like, young girls, like, coming up to you, you know? Like, and, like, trying to say, like, hey, I want to be a singer, too. Like, that kind of, those kind of moments are very important for this type of story. Yeah, and I think the way that she acts, too, it still feels like she's a very, like, emerging artist. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone's telling her what to do and she has no opinion about anything. Yeah, she has no opinion at all. When the real Mariah Carey has many opinions. (laughs) Um, Okay, so uh, she bails him out. I guess she never got to perform that night. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I didn't, I couldn't gauge that. And then at home, she's watching the newscast about the bailout. Dice apologizes again. And she says, it's a little late for that. And then he responds with, they'll get over it. (laughs) And I was like, she had the chance to perform on television. Yeah. And all he could say is, they'll get over it. I was like, you've worked in the music industry. You should know how it works. You were DJ of the year. (laughs) (laughs) You should know how fickle this business is. (laughs) And then she retorts, I'm over it. Oh, great like, line, great line. I was like, finally, yeah. she is fighting for herself. And about, like, I don't know, an hour in, she finally says something. Yeah. And then they get into an argument. And this is uh, this is the quote of the whole movie. She says, don't blame me for your failure. Which I was like, whoa, <laughs> where was this fire? Where is this coming from? Yeah, like, clearly he is a failure. Like, he doesn't, he's, like, got fired from her her gig, and he's not really doing very much, because we don't see, like, what he's actually trying to peddle. There was only one scene, one Ugh. tiny little scene, Um, I think it was, like, before she did the award show, uh-huh. where it shows him playing piano with a band, and then he tells the drummer, you're not doing it right, let me play drums, and then he plays drums, and it's the actor really playing yeah. these instruments, so I was like, is this just a showcase for this actor to show <laughs> that he's multi-instrumental? Oh, God, he probably put it, put it in his writer or something, he was like, <laughs> I must... Perform, but it was like, what's he actually doing? Is he putting a band together? Yeah. Is does he have some goal or something? Yeah. Um. So the argument ends with him slut shaming her, and then brings up her mom and how 
he she would have she would have been ashamed of her or something. Oh my God. And then she slaps him and then he threatens to hit her back and then she leaves with the cat. Where did this cat come from? <laughs> it showed up again. We have not seen this cat since she went to the foster yeah. home. And now it's a grown orange cat. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Yes. Sorry. You forgot about the cat, no, no. didn't you? How old was she when she went to the foster home? Okay, so I would thought about this too because I was like, how old is that cat? She must have been, I'm going to say 10 uh-huh. but, or between 8 and 10. Yeah, yeah. So this is at least a 9-year-old cat. Yes. Yeah. I guess that's reasonable. Yeah. It was definitely a kitten when she went to the foster yes. home. So she's like, yeah, let's say. She's 20. Maybe at this point she's maybe 21, 21 or something. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's feasible that this cat is like around like 10 years old or something like that. She didn't move the cat into his apartment. Yeah, though. we don't. We didn't yeah. see her, at, the cat at the apartment, the, her original apartment. What if the hour that was cut out is all cat footage? Just cat. Just cat. <laughs> Then we would have known. It's like a homeward bound, like just the cat story. Uh, That would be, let's pitch that actually. (laughs) She goes back to Roxy and Louise's apartment. She tells them she left Dice and they were like, thank God. This whole time, the friend should have been opposed to Dice. Like they could have been the voice of reason for her. They could have been like, even from the beginning, they could have been like, "Mm, don't sleep with him. Like, that's bad for business. Uh They could have been pointing out, like, all of his shitty behavior. Yes. They could have been, they could have really used those friends as almost, like, a chorus, you know, of, like, uh, what the viewer is thinking. Yeah. Um, So, and then that night, Billy's having a hard time sleeping, and then Dice is making music. (laughs) And then the next day, Billy goes to a recording studio at the behest of, like, a record label guy. And she's not in the mood. And turns out it's to work with Raphael. Oh, my God. And then she does this thing where she goes, I'm going to kill you for I don't know why. So I wrote down, why do they keep surprising her with this guy? Yeah. When they could just tell her, hey, oh, my God, we set up a... A like jam a, session yeah. with Raphael, or like a meeting. Like, do yeah. you want to like? Because she was excited to do this duet with him. Yeah. So part of me thinks she was like, "I'm gonna kill you that you didn't tell me about this because yeah. I could have like prepared yeah. a little." This is very unpro- unprofessional yeah, of you. Yeah. Yeah. It was very <laughs> unprofessional. <laughs> okay, and then they work together and come up with this song that is quote unquote fresh. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> That is what is quoted. Amazing. And then the song gets on the radio. She's on the cover of Billboard, which Dice is reading for some reason. (laughs) And then at home, Billy uh, calls Dice, but it goes to message. She hangs up. It intercuts between them. Like, they're both, like, working on new music kind of thing. I didn't understand why she called him. Yeah. There was, like, nothing where she's like, I'm thinking about Dice. Yeah, and, like, there was, like, no, like, reminder for him. Yeah. Like, of, like, his existence, basically. I did love this intercutting between them essentially writing the same song yeah, at the same time. Yeah, it was, like, this... <laughs> mind meld between two people across town almost. Yeah. It kind of felt like, um, you know, like Fievel and his sister, like, singing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we cut to a dance studio. Oh, and 
dancers are dancing and then Billy is cued to walk through with the mic and she it looks visibly upset and then she storms off that was the weirdest scene yeah like why would like she's afraid of being like unprofessional and like she before that she was working with Raphael and it was fine and then all of a sudden she storms off for some reason. So my guess, uh-huh. even though the movie is not really telling me this, uh-huh. is that this isn't the type of music she wants to sing or and she doesn't want to perform this way. Mm. But she never says anything. So we don't know that yeah. that's what she's feeling. Yeah. I the only reason why I know that is because at the end of the movie, there's something that maybe told me that. But yeah. That scene, I was like, what is happening here? Yeah. Like, why is this random scene where she's just, like, throws down her mic and walks off without saying a word? Yeah. Because, like, the one thing we know about her is that she's afraid of being unprofessional. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing from the whole movie that I've gotten from her. (laughs) And her mom. The mom thing. Yeah. Because they were really hammering it home for us. (laughs) Um... Okay, so, like, there's this weird intercut between Billy and Dice walking through the streets. And she's heading to Dice's apartment. And she decides to play the music he wrote on the piano. And then she finds a Billy Frank ticket to her concert that night on the piano. And then she's, like, she leaves a note on the music sheet and, like, kisses it. And it was just, like, okay, like, so she forgave him for, like, being a shit and he never did anything for her. Yeah, I'm, I just wrote why. Yeah. Because I, there's nothing, there's no reason why she should miss him. Yeah. Like, the movie has given us no indication that she should forgive him yeah. or, like, any reason why she forgave him. Yeah. But she has. Yeah, she she just does. She just exists because she does she she doesn't know how to live life without him <laughs> talking for her. Um, and then she leaves just before he gets there home to find the note, which was a very again like what you were saying, like it was very play like. Yeah, like they did this kind of like she's walking out and then he walks in and like um they both don't notice each other. And then, um, so like he, and then he ends up walking through the streets. Timothy, Timothy stops him and shoots him. (laughs) Adam, the producer, lost his mind. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) Surprise. Wow. (laughs) So this was insane. I, I assumed, again, we aren't sure, but I assumed he was walking to Madison Square Garden yes. to see Billy play. Yes. And uh, Timothy's like, hey, Dice. And he turns around and then looks like he's going to punch Timothy. Yes. He looks like he's going to beat up Timothy again. He like walks towards him like in a fighty way. Yeah, yeah. And then Timothy just shoots him. Yeah. And he's dead. Yeah. And uh, it kind of has this like weird slow-mo a little bit. This is what I'm remembering. I'm not sure. Like uh, I don't, I didn't note it, but I, I remember this like weird slow-mo and you're not sure if he dies or right. not. And then, so we cut to the sold out concert and backstage, the record label is waiting for Billy. And she is late. Yes, she's late. And then they find the record label and like all these, her people find out that Dice was murdered via television. And I was like, wait, this is weird. Like, yeah. why would they televise it? You know what I mean? Like, it was like an active murder, you know? Yeah. And also, 
this may, again, made me think, like, how famous is he? I know he was DJ of the yeah. year. <laughs> but, he, but it was, like, immediately televised that he had gotten shot. Uh-huh. Also, I was I, at first I was like, oh, Billy's late because she found out and she's sad. Yeah. But I don't think she did because then she shows up. Yeah. And they're like, Dice was murdered. And then she shows up and she's like, what? Yeah. And it, like, okay, so they, they turn it off to see that Billy was in the room and heard everything. And then, but she still goes on stage. Yeah. Because the show must go on. That's, and we need to have that sad ballad at the end. Yeah. Because she, because when she gets on stage, she stops this, like, the music. And, like, she's dressed in this gown, which is clearly not meant to be, like, doing any pop music. So. No, she, you can't, she can barely walk in it. Yeah. She's, like, little baby steps walking across the stage. Yeah, to get to her mic. Yeah. yeah. And then, and how, there's no chance of her doing any kind of, like, dance routine yeah, or anything. Yeah, no. She, okay, so she stops the music and tells the crowd to never take anyone for granted. <laughs> Any abusive, horrible people. No, no. And then she sings a sad ballad, and then the music is starting to play behind her, even though— How did they know what she was going to sing? Yeah, like, it was just a very—like, it was clearly a song that, like, she made up or something. Yeah, I think—I want to say it's the song that she and Dice wrote together without knowing. Yeah. Oh, God. And then (laughs) at the end of the show, she finds a card— in a single rose, and he congratulates her for playing Madison Square Garden. The note lets her know that the social services found her fucking mom. Oh, by the way, I'm writing this in a note. Yeah. They found your mom. Here's her. She's fine. Like, yeah. She's doing really well. She's up in Maryland or something. Yeah. Like, I didn't give you give them your new number no. or anything. I, like, I just wanted to tell you because I keep all things to myself. I'm going to tell you in the slowest way possible. <laughs> note, post, Madison, Madison Square Garden yeah. performance. Yeah. So, the ending shot is literally her being driven in her gown. She drives the- straight from Madison Square Garden to her mom's house in this small <laughs> ass town where her mom lives and they reconnect and I was like wait how would she know what Billy looks like as an adult this was the funniest scene in the whole movie because she's in this gown that she cannot walk in yeah and she limo pulls up to little country house it's actually kind of a big country house yeah and the mom comes out onto the porch and sees her and recognizes her yeah and she's like oh and they there's a moment where it's like are they gonna run towards each other no they can't because billy can't walk in this town (laughs) she's like baby stepping towards her and the funniest thing was that the mom they did not age her at all Mm -mm. She looks exactly the same from the beginning. So it looks not to say that Mariah Carey was was playing a 19-year-old version of herself, even though she was 40. They looked the same age. They looked the same age. Yeah. Yeah. It was very strange, but they embrace and um Billy's crying, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> did you did you enjoy that, Adam? It was very good. It's very good. <laughs> Closing credits. Plays and the song is Last Night a DJ Saved My Life <laughs> by Busta Rhymes and Mariah Carey. <laughs> so, um, my overall thoughts 
was, uh, why wasn't, I wrote this down. I said, why wasn't this movie included in the uh, A Star is Born lineup of remakes? Yeah. <laughs> Even though it was, it's still like a forgettable version of it. Right. But it still had like the skeletons of what like A Star is Born is about. It's true. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break. <laughs> You in the hat. Can I talk to you for a second? Excuse me, ladies, but I gotta talk to you. That was you singing, right? Man, I knew it. I knew it wasn't self. He's been ghosting me. What do you mean, ghosting me? Using your voice for silks. Yeah, but you know what? I'm having a good time, so... Hell no, hell, you can't let him do that. You have got a beautiful voice. You can't let Timothy use the best of you. What makes you think that's the best of me? There's, there's more? There's better? Well, I want some of that. <laughs> hey, what's your name? Billy. I'm Dice. Like uh, Lucky Seven? I know who you are. Man, that was a long ass record. <laughs> We're exhausted. Uh, yes. I am... it took everything out of us. Yes. Okay, so we're at this point where we do our own trailers. You're the guest. Would you like to go first? I kind of want to hear what you do. Okay, first. okay. I, I, I'll i do it. In a world where Mariah Carey plays a 19-year-old version of herself, even though she's 40, she is feisty. She is a regular New Yorker. Because she had she had a hard life. So she will not take any shit, especially from her boyfriend, who's the DJ of the year. And every time he bounces off to her, she punches him. And then it becomes a domestic violence film. And then she gets arrested and she gets put in jail. And then she comes out. And then she has to reclaim her, build her career from the bottom up as a singer. This is not a star sport, it's glitter. <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna see that movie. <laughs> yes, it would have been great. Anyways, uh, your turn, Anastasia. Okay. a young, scrappy orphan who grows up in the mean streets of New York with her two best buds, but she works tooth and nail to become a star on her own with nobody's help. And then eventually she fights the, uh, she gets a record label, but then she fights off the big record execs do her own thing and that pays off in the end she's a real rebel artist who creates a new genre of music whoa and eventually she reunites with her mom but her mom is a jerk so she cuts her out of her <laughs> life again and realizes the only people she has her only family her foster home friends they were there with her thick and thin. Girls got each other's back. It's glitter. 
<laughs> so we've come to the end of the podcast. And uh, do you have anything to plug? Well, if any of your listeners are into basketball, I have a basketball <laughs> podcast. It's um, it's actually like kind of not about basketball in a weird way, but essentially me and my friend um, are new fans of basketball and we're learning about it by watching a, a game a week uh-huh. and then talking about it. Um, but mostly we kind of are like talking about like, you know, the drama uh-huh. of what's going on. Like this, this you know, player was traded and now he's going back to his old team and it's like seeing your ex again, that oh. sort of thing. Okay. <laughs> and what's it called? It's called Dunktown uh, and you can find it on Apple Podcasts or what, wherever you find podcasts. Nice. Yeah. Um, any uh, uh, me, uh, social media? Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm um, Anastasia Vigo, V-I-G-O, so A-N-A-S-T-A-S-I-A-V-I-G-O um, on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. And you can always follow us at In a World Podcast. Just search us everywhere. We're on all so- social media. And you can follow me at Mary HBNGYN. That's at Mary HB Win. We both have hard names. <laughs> yes. <laughs> at Twitter and Instagram. Uh, anyways, thank you for listening. And uh, like and subscribe. I should start saying that now. <laughs> like and subscribe. Um, Leave comment. a review on yes. this. Please. This is a great podcast. I feel like it's a really unique uh, idea, and it was so fun to do. Oh, thank you. We'll end it on that note. <laughs> thank you. Bye. In a world.